Hi guys, and welcome back to Flicks with Laura. We are still in the month of February, so I'm going to stick with my chick flicks. Valentine's Day may be over, but I love love, so we're going to keep it rolling until the end of February. Today, I am going to be watching and reviewing the movie About Time. I actually think I have seen this movie before, but it's been a while. I know uh, Rachel McAdams is in it. I know it has some English actors, and I know it's about time travel, but I remember it being pretty good, so I'm excited to go and watch it again. I'll be back. And we're back. So, About Time came out in 2013. It's directed by Richard Curtis. It stars Domhnall Gleeson, Rachel McAdams, Bill Nye, the English actor, not the science guy. Sorry, I had to. Tom Hollander and Margot Robbie. A brief overview. When Tim Lake, Domhnall Gleeson, is 21, his father, Bill Nye, tells him a secret. The men in their family can travel through time. Although he can't change history, Tim resolves to improve his life by getting a girlfriend. He meets Mary, Rachel McAdams, falls in love, and finally wins her heart via time travel and a little cunning. However, as his unusual life progresses, Tim finds that his special ability can't shield him and those he loves from the problems of ordinary life. This movie has a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 89% of Google users liked it, and you can find this on Netflix. I would probably give this movie a 4 out of 5 because the acting was really good. I like any chick flick with Rachel McAdams, which is almost all of them because that's her genre. <laughs> it's just, it's very cute. It's definitely kind of aesthetically pleasing like it's got some very charming backdrops and scenes and I feel like any movie that has British actors in it is just kind of charming as a whole. It is really good. It's definitely a romance and it also has kind of a fantastical element to it. There's time traveling so yeah that's a bit of fantasy and so it does start out a little far-fetched obviously but it does get sweet really fast. I wouldn't quite call this a coming-of-age story, but maybe almost. Tim, the main character, is it's on his 21st birthday, I think, that he finds out he can time travel from his dad. So it does go through some of his early years of him kind of looking for love and trying to find it and using time travel to try and get all of the awkward moments right and kind of have do-overs and be suave about it and so that is funny watching those moments. <laughs> I think this movie it's a little drawn out like it was a little bit long for me and I don't think it really had to be as long as it was but it's good and it is a good storyline and there are some good takeaways. The main plot of it is Tim looking for love but there's also a lot of good life lessons thrown in there. There's a lot of good characters that have their own little side stories. There's a lot to learn about life in this movie, so there there's a lot to take away from it, and I did like it. Tim's first love, Charlotte, is played by Margot Robbie, 
and she's so stunning and dynamic. I love her. She's really good and really any role I've seen her in. And Charlotte is kind of his first unobtainable love. And I think they did a good job with her character making her just that like gorgeous, elusive first love. And they do a good job of showing that no matter what Tim does and no matter what moment in time he goes back to to try to win her over, it just doesn't work out because they're not right for each other and because she's just not interested So I like that point of it really doesn't matter what you do if it's not the right person for you or if it's not meant to be, it won't work out no matter what you try. (laughs) Tim just spends so long and tries so hard redoing all the awkward moments and he tries to make himself, like I said, just so suave and perfect and I think that that's one of the reasons Charlotte isn't right for him because she, if she liked him, she would like him for him, despite the awkward moments or the slip-ups or whatever. And no matter what he does, it doesn't work out. So they did a good job of showing that. I think a lot of the times our first love is so infatuating and probably we over-romanticize it and we put them on a pedestal and make them seem like the perfect person and they can do no wrong. And it does take a little bit of growing up and a little bit of time to come to terms with the fact that if they're not right for you, they're not right for you. And they're not perfect. They're just as flawed as you are. And you kind of have to learn to let them go. And Tim eventually does that. They they just did a good job with showing that elusive first love and especially having her played by Margot Robbie. I mean, Margot Robbie is this perfect, beautiful blonde bombshell. So she was really good for that role. I think Tim is kind of more in love with the idea of her than her actually as a person. Later on in the movie, he does get kind of a second chance at love with her and he passes it up because he is in love with someone else and that someone else is Mary. And Tim meets Mary for the first time multiple times because he has to keep going back to find her just because of how certain events in his life keep playing out. He keeps kind of losing track of her and he pursues her. And one of the interesting things I think about his and Mary's interactions are a lot of them actually are awkward and he doesn't redo any of the awkwardness because he likes Mary so much that he wants to be present and in the moment with her. And he's he likes her so much that he kind of forgets that he does have those re and he is just in the moment like trying to spend time with her and get to know her. One thing I did think is interesting though is that because he meets Mary so many times and because he goes back to so many little moments with her he will always know Mary more than she knows him and I think that's kind of a little bit unfair and a little bit sad because it it is sad to think about being in a relationship with someone where they always have the upper hand and they'll always know you better. So I thought that was just kind of an interesting thing to point out. Eventually though, as Tim travels throughout his life and starts building a life with Mary, I think he kind of slows down and he stops traveling through time as often because Again, Mary is the thing that makes him be present and makes him slow down and makes him enjoy the little moments. And so I did think that was really sweet. I think it's sweet that she is the thing that, you know, he started traveling through time 
because his goal was to use that to get a girlfriend. And once he does get a girlfriend, because it's Mary and because she's so great and he loves her so much, she's the thing that makes him slow down and be more present and learn to appreciate life and the here and now. And so that says something about how special the right person is. I also really like Tim's father. He's really funny and just has kind of a dry sense of humor. And he's just, it's funny because at the beginning of the movie, Tim kind of mentions how his father retired a little bit early and how his father always seems to have all the time on his hands. He's just this cool, level-headed character who is very witty and just kind of taking a backseat and watching Tim's life unfold. He's He's just a cool character. I really like him. Another character in this movie, and I have a lot to say about this character, and I wish they would have focused more on her, actually. But if they had, it wouldn't be a romance anymore. It would probably be a drama. But Kat, Tim's sister, they call her Kit Kat. She's probably in her 20s. And she is, she's this free spirit, just like full of life type of girl. And I just have a soft spot for Kat because she, I think if anyone in this movie deserved to have the gift of time travel, it is Kat because she kind of has just a really rough life and she's so sweet and so many bad things keep happening to her and you don't know exactly what's been happening to her throughout the movie. I think you kind of learn that she's in maybe an abusive relationship, but you don't see how abusive that is and you don't see all of the things leading up to that and the just different hard scenarios that she's had to go through. I just think she's a little bit overlooked and I would really like to know more about her and about her life. I also think it's really kind of sad that everyone around her seems too busy to notice what a hard life she has compared to everyone else. And she's kind of written as just this like hot mess character and there's definitely more to her in that. Her story is definitely more complex than just what we see. I think probably that is part of the point to this story is that all the men in the family can time travel and they're all using it in different ways to kind of help themselves or to live their own lives, but they could be using it to protect Kat. And Tim does start to catch on to that and he does try to help her a little bit, but I just think it just makes me sad that that came so late into Tim's life and also the dad, why didn't the dad ever go back and try and help Kat? Or maybe he did and it didn't work out and we just don't know that. But like I said, I I would have loved to know more about Kat's story and to see people helping her more because her story is just really heartbreaking. She has a line in the movie where she says, every family has someone who stumbles, someone who trips up. Maybe I'm our faller. And she kind of just thinks that her purpose is to stumble through life and be the family screw up. And I just feel for her. And I think it's true. Every family does have someone who struggles. So that was kind of a little character that I think a lot of people can probably resonate with where everyone seems a little bit too caught up doing whatever they're doing to kind of slow down and help. And 
I am glad that towards the end, Tim tries to do that. And again, Mary is there with Tim being supportive of Kat. And Mary does probably bring out that softer side in Tim and probably help him to help his sister. So she's, she's good for him and she's good for the family. One thing that also bothered me a little bit is that when Tim decides that he is going to help Kat, he takes her back in time with him to one of the moments where he thinks things could maybe be fixed, but instead of viewing it as he's going to go back and be protective of her or he's going to go back and help her, the way that he phrases it is he tells her, you're going to go back and do some things differently. And I feel like that puts the blame on Kat instead of, again, him being protective of her. And it kind of sounds like Kat brought the things on herself instead of looking at it as, how could we do this differently? How could we protect you better, Kat? And yeah, I mean, all the all the moments with her and just everything she goes through just really tugs at my heartstrings and just like makes me sad for her character. But I, I do think that they did a good job with making that point of sometimes there are people in our life who are struggling and it could really be important for us to slow down and be there for each other and slow down and be present because there are moments and there are things that could be avoided if we were to be there for each other more instead of consumed with our own lives or trying to, you know, Tim is so caught up in trying to do moments over with his first love, Charlotte, or trying to track down Mary or whatever he's spending his time on. Some of it could have gone earlier on to helping Kat. I wish I had more to say about Mary's character, but I don't have too much to say about her because I don't think there was a lot of character development that was put into her. She's kind of just this like cute, quirky, vintage wearing, nice looking girl, which Rachel McAdams plays that character well. Like she does the cute, easy to love romantic interest well. But I, yeah, I mean, I wish we had seen a little bit more character development for Mary, and she's just a little bit two-dimensional versus some of the other characters. But the story is mostly about Tim and his experience, so she is kind of the, I guess, supporting role. So there just wasn't as much time spent on Mary. But she is cute, and she has some nice fringe bangs and a cute haircut, and I swear Rachel McAdams can pull off any haircut and any hair color. She's it's crazy how versatile she is as far as what looks she can pull off. <laughs> Maybe I should just do a whole series on Rachel McAdams chick flicks because like I said, that's just her genre and she does it so well. <laughs> so let me know if you would like a whole category spent on Rachel McAdams. Maybe we could do that. <laughs> I think some good takeaways for this movie are to appreciate the small happy moments. Um, one of the bits of advice that Tim's father gives him for like his recipe for happiness is to first live every day just normal without using the time travel and then go back and live it again and remember the moments that stuck out the first time all the little good things and they do like a montage at the end of just people like smiling and people eating croissants and 
you know, one of the moments that is important to Tim's family is tea time. And Tim, at the beginning of the movie, talks about how tea time takes up so much of the family's time. And he hates it when a guest accepts a cup of tea because that means it's the day gone. But towards the end of the movie, you kind of look back at that and you think about, well, his dad probably did that on purpose because he liked stretching out the good moments and the good times with his family. So that is a good takeaway from this is just to appreciate the small moments, appreciate the little happy times. It really is just the little things. And obviously life isn't always perfect, but there's always something to appreciate. And there are, there's always a little bit of joy that you can find in it if you slow down to be present. And I think also it's a good reminder to spend time with those you love You know, that's why Tim eventually, once he finds the love of his life, he stops traveling through time as often because he has everything he needs and he wants to just be there. There's nowhere else that he wants to be in his life and there, he doesn't have any need to travel anymore. And that's the same thing as him saying that his dad always was around and it seemed like he had just all this time to kill to play ping pong with him and just kind of be around the house and he was just always there and it's because his dad purposefully was finding the time to be there for his family and just appreciate life. So I like I said I think this movie does have some really good takeaways. It's it's a really cute romantic comedy. I don't know if it would be called a romantic comedy. There are a few heavy parts, but overall there's some funny quirky moments as Tim is trying to navigate love and it is sweet watching him fall in love with Mary and to see their relationship unfold and to watch her become the most important thing in his life. It is definitely cute. So yeah, I would add this to your watch list for February. If, If you're like me and you're still in the spirit of Valentine's Day, I make the whole month of February Valentine's. So (laughs) yeah, I would watch this. Also, I'm going to be adding in a new segment at the end of these. I love a good series. I love when something new comes out and I can get excited about it and start binge watching it and really get into it. So if you guys want to stick around after these reviews for a few minutes and hear what I'm watching and what I'm excited about, then stick around and I will talk about it with you. But I will have to throw in a spoiler alert because some of the shows I'm watching are on current seasons. So if you don't want them spoiled for you, you can just sign off now. Um, And thanks for listening. Okay, so currently I am watching Euphoria. I'm on season two. And I just got into Mindhunter. I always heard it was good. For some reason, I thought it was like a docu-series or something on serial killers. And I have seen almost all of the documentaries on serial killers, so I didn't feel the need to watch it. But recently, I got into it, and I did not realize that it was a show written just based on true events, but it actually is a show with a storyline. And... Oh my gosh, it's it's really good, and there's definitely some characters that are based on serial killers written into this, and the acting is so phenomenal, and it's 
very eerie how well these actors that play the serial killers play them. Um, it definitely gives you the goosebumps. But yeah, this is... Oh my gosh, I love Mindhunter. And it's set in the 70s, which I really like the 70s. I like the fashion. I like the wardrobe. Um, yeah, it's just... If, if you like the psychology of serial killers and if you like good acting, then this is a great show for you. I don't know why I didn't watch it sooner, but I'm loving it right now. I'm only on the first season. Um, and I'm still at the beginning when the detectives are deciding to kind of start the project of studying the serial killers and making a priority to get into the psychology of it instead of just arresting them for being murderers. Like, the idea of serial killers wasn't even a thing yet. It was hard to even fathom that someone could be a serial killer. And I don't think they were even calling it serial killer. I think they were calling it, like, a repeat killer or, like, a sequence killer or something along those lines. So it's watching that idea of serial killer be shaped and realizing how important the psychology aspect is. Oh my gosh. And I like, I love it. I'm very into it so far. So I'll definitely talk about this more on my other upcoming episodes. Um, and then Euphoria, obviously the acting is amazing. Zendaya just gets better and better. She is so, so good. And yeah, she's incredible. I love the wardrobe on Euphoria. I love all the characters. There's so many good characters that you can relate to and then characters that you love to hate. And it's so good. I really need to go back and watch the first season again because I've kind of forgotten some of the moments that are important. Like, I kind of forget why Nate is such a bad guy and why you hate him so much. I remember that there's stuff to do with Jules, but I don't remember all of it. And, like, I can't remember exactly what went down with Jules and Nate's dad. And, yeah, there are things that I need refreshers on, so I'm probably going to go back and watch uh, the first season again. But the second season so far is pretty good. There's a lot of kind of things that stick out to analyze for sure. Um, so far, I'm really <laughs> worried for Rue. She's going down a bad path and Lori is terrifying. There's definitely something off about her and I'm scared for Rue. She needs to stay far, far away from Lori. I also think that Cassie and Nate's relationship that is starting to become a thing is interesting because they seem pretty compatible, but is that because, but is it going to be a toxic relationship? It doesn't seem like Nate can really ever treat any women the right way. So obviously, like, I'm a little scared for Cassie, but I think everyone has fallen for that person that you know might be bad for you, but you just keep going back to them. <laughs> but I think we can all relate to Cassie with, you know, having that one person you can't get over that you keep going back to. So, oh, oh, Cassie. 
one relationship that I am very excited for is Lexi and Fez. Fez is such a sweetheart. I love him. And Lexi also is so sweet. And I love that in the first season, she was kind of a background character. And so I like what they're doing with that. With You know, you can tell that they know that Lexi was a background character and they're making her more important in this. And I love the scenes where she's thinking about playwriting and they actually like take her out of the scene as a director and have her do the cut and like make her look like she's the actual director of Euphoria. I think that's so clever and cool. So yeah, I love Lexi. I love how her character arc is going so far and I'm really excited to see more of that. So that's what I'm watching. And if you like this little segment and you like hearing what I'm watching, then I think I'm going to make this a reoccurring thing so you can just stick around a few minutes after my main movie review and I'll just chat about whatever shows I'm enjoying at the moment. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to Flicks with Laura and I will talk to you next time. Bye.